Good morning, comrades. You are listening to WHIV LP New Orleans 102.3. This is Good Morning Comrade. We have Jeff on the show. We have a very special guest, returning champion, actually. Uh, she uh, is um, actually running to return to the state legislature, the state house. Uh, it's Mandy Landry. Hello, Mandy. Welcome back to the show. How are you doing today? Great to be here and hear from you. It's been a while. Yeah, you've you've been busy. Uh, I can tell. Uh, see you out there with uh, you know canvassing, and you know see all the pictures of you uh, out there just talking to the people. So how's it going? Yep. Good. Um, I like canvassing, and if you are um, a candidate who is, you know, not rich or not super connected, you have to go out and, and sell your brand, sell yourself to voters, and and also the rich candidates who focus on TV and uh, endorsements don't really do well anymore. So this is my third time out on the streets knocking and it does get easier. And it definitely got to the point last year that I'm like, okay, I like this better than the other stuff. So it's been good. It's kind of nice. What's that? You like the canvassing better than the other stuff? Oh yeah. Like fundraising is the worst. Actually phones are the worst. I don't like talking on the phone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just never did. Um, fundraising is difficult. I like like generally forums and speaking to like student groups. Like I like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the canvassing and, you know, dealing with the students and that sort of thing. So you have to enjoy that if you are a candidate that is not going to be able to dump a bunch of money. So. Right. Right. And, and yeah, and, and you, you like the people person stuff, not the, you know, pe- person that's, uh, like, in a, in a, you know, sort of an ivory tower who's, um, you know, can cut really nice videos that have very specific scripts or whatever, but, you know, you can't talk to a human being that, that works for a living. <laughs> right. And, you know, this like videos and stuff, I don't know. Like I like them. Okay. I've never done them. Uh, this time I had a friend who's good with an iPhone. We did some little videos, like literally 15 mm-hmm. seconds. But there are campaigns that do a lot of field work canvassing and Mm. almost always the candidate doesn't do it because I've asked some of the younger kids who've worked on others. They're like, no, we never saw her knocking. And that kind of bothers me because like that's when I really get to know what's going on and what people are saying because I feel like I'm the type of person and also as the candidate that you can kind of get a feel just, you know, people's sort of mannerisms and open to you or what they say versus like just looking at some numbers. Mm-hmm. And so if a candidate's not out there talking to people, I don't know how they think they can relate. Yeah. Or do they or know? Even... Or no. <laughs> I do mean, they what? Do they even want to relate even is sort of like the question that comes up for me. Sorry, to, like, I don't mean to be like bad faith towards other people that do this kind of thing. But like, if you don't, relate with people that it's, it's a choice right if you don't get out there and talk to people it's a choice and you'd rather spend your time doing other things oh yeah i mean we've noticed like a couple of my colleagues that we both we all ran in 19 we were all kind of out on the ground to different yeah. degrees and we had like i had the middle race he had a close one and she had a little bit more like space and how we and other people who had to like fight for a seat act up there is very different from the people who are tapped, you know, as like the next little prince. Cause they're 
they have to respond to the people who got them into office mm-hmm. and donor is in, in like special interests. And like, I don't have to deal with any of that. I only have to deal with voters. And I kind of look at it kind of fatalistic. I'm like, if I get to a point that voters are mad at me or don't want me anymore, then I'm done. Like I'm leaving. And the other people, it's always to make sure that they can, you know, protect their seat, that no one else will run against them. It's like that kind of calculation. And it's like they answer to different people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They answer my voters. And that's, yeah. what I, that's what I want, you know. <laughs> you want to have you want to have a back and forth. You want to hear from them and you want to talk to them. And I, I will say in my own personal experience, you're one of the most accessible people when it comes to talking to anybody from the legislature just about. Yeah. Because I will talk to other people and some of them only care about constituents and they don't realize I'm like, from a practical perspective, like people talk to each other, Mm -hmm. like, you know, they, they talk. And it's also like, I might have a little district in new Orleans, but like no one knows where the district lines are, you know, it's, um, and then people like me have supporters all over the place, Mm -hmm. not just in your district, especially in a city like new Orleans. So yeah, I, I want to talk about that yeah. specifically. So you, you were in District 91, which is a mostly uptown district. And mm-hmm. uh, what parts of the city is that? Irish Channel, Garden, Lower Garden, most of Central City, mm-hmm. Milan, Broadmoor, and Fountain, Fountain Blue, Broadmoor, kind of similar. So it's so like a triangle. Uh, yeah, mo- uptown side mostly of, of the interstate for the most part, right? Yeah, well, Amy Freeman has, like, the little bend in the river mm-hmm. and, like, Audubon and the universities, and she and I split at Napoleon. Mm-hmm. So I go up to Napoleon, and then she starts after that. So we kind of split. We basically split uptown. Yeah, and um, and this is your, like you said, you ran in 19. This is your third time. You also ran for Senate last time around as well. Um, right. So And that's when we first talked uh, on the radio, which was great. Um, and I mean, looking at then, what you, when you were coming in in 2019, and what you mm-hmm. sort of have learned over those years, um, can you just talk a little bit about that? Like, what are some of the big things that stand out that you've learned over those past couple of years um, that you sort of use to inform what you're doing now? You mean like since I was sworn in kind of thing or since I was running yeah, since, or since you first started running or since you got yeah. involved. Um, there's bad and good. So mm-hmm. I considered myself before a very informed voter. And I guess I was probably, you know, yeah. kind of knew what was going on. Definitely paid more attention and for quote informed voters, like being you are politics and age range are generally more national. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause so much happens locally and you're like, what is this? Who is this? And I thought I was an informed voter and now I know I'm like, voters don't know in this city. They don't, they don't like, I've started being a lot more, I mean, I'm pretty blunt and no filter, but even more, which pisses people off. I'm like, no, it, it is corrupt. Like most of the politicians are corrupt and it's not even the politicians who are in control. It's like, you look like one inch behind the curtain and that's who's really in control. And you know, I just learned lessons like I knew once I was in and won that for sure I was going to like be taken advantage of and, you know, pick the wrong people. And there's people who once you win, they want to like use you and be your best friend. 
and like as much as I knew that was going to happen, you still have to go through it and yeah. have shitty relationships. And like a couple of the consultants, one who's working for this girl running against me is one of those people that I considered like a casual friend and she's like completely malicious. Um, apparently has had problems with every single political group in town. And I just had to learn that the hard way. And I've kind of learned that aside from very few people, I really can only totally trust anyone I knew before 2019. <laughs> and it's like, it just hit me the other day. I'm like, whoa. And it's come to be true. There's a handful of people. And even some of them, uh, there's a couple, I'm, they're a couple that um, I'm very close with and love them and trust them. And there's mm -hmm. been once or twice, like, he's done something completely unintentionally. And I'm like, dude, you know what you just did to me? He's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry to me, too. You did it on purpose? <laughs> um, didn't do it on purpose at all, but just, like, is Your brain instantly like, because you're always on guard. Yeah, so, so learn that stuff I didn't like. But then good stuff, like, I mean, you're on, like, Twitter and social media. Like, look at how many people are actually paying attention to some of the local politics since the shit has hit the fan. I had no idea that that many people were like starved for a progressive politician, for someone who would like go to the edge, for someone who responds to them, stuff that I consider like very basic. Mm -hmm. And, and I was like, great. Like that means someone's been listening. I haven't just been talking to myself, you know? Yeah. <laughs> And, there's, yeah, it's really validating to not feel alone, doesn't it? Yes, and they had my back. I mean, these people—they're—they're they're gonna like stab someone for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you've seen it. Like they have come out swinging. People I've never interacted with, and you know, on Instagram, and now it's coming back to me through like people I know in real life and it's being, being like sent around, which I think is hilarious. Like the Reddit stuff. I don't look at Reddit and like. 55 year old constituent who I'm like friendly with, he like sent it to me. That's hilarious. <laughs> Reddit post from yeah. I'm like, I don't even look at Reddit. They asked me to do an AMA, but well, but it is like you said, validating. And also, you're like, okay, that's why I'm here. Like, people are really seeing it and want it and need it because sometimes mm -hmm. it is very lonely, you know, even in the delegation and up there mm -hmm. that. Like, am I the crazy one or am I locked <laughs> in the asylum? Like, which way is it? I, I just kind of think everybody's crazy, but like how Hell, we determine yeah. who is and, and who, like who is the kind of crazy, the same kind of crazy that I am. That's who mm -hmm. I can work with. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, anyway, so you mentioned the people that have had your back. What what kinds of folks are you talking about? Like who what, what kind of like with the people in particular like from particular backgrounds or from particular groups or anything like that in different ways and different because there's Baton Rouge politics there's New mm -hmm. Orleans politics and then there's like voters and people mm -hmm. and like just like your average people and I say people on the ground is what I mean like they're knowledgeable mm -hmm. about politics or they interacted with me or you know, a lot of like younger women who so much has been happening with abortion and Trump and stuff. Um, oh, all the young LGBT kids like make me tear up. They don't have anyone like you want to talk about sad. Like 
worse than like the poorest poor person or these like kids and teens who like their government is saying like I want to hurt you. Yeah. Um, so there's who, those who people are, on the ground. Like we have we have U.S. Under, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you're saying we have me and. No, I was going to say we have U.S. senators reading oh, like from yeah. memoirs oh, of kids on on oh, the on house floor, or the Senate floor, like just talking about how like these people who are like re- literally writing about their experience and like how yes. that's like a perversion towards the world, and we need to keep that away from kids in schools or something. It's like a threat. Like it's it's act it's actual real life weaponization of people's actual real life lived experiences against them it's so so perverse and disgusting yeah and they're not like showing it to a five-year-old right they're not and it's another thing like transports and healthcare that no one was worried about this (laughs) until alec and all these groups worried about it like i still don't understand where the trans bathroom and transport like who came up with that? What kind of like sick fuck? Sorry. What kind of sick mind? <laughs> Some a sick freak is what I said. Um, what kind of, <laughs> kind of sick person comes up with that? And you're like, you know, it would be terrible if like a trans woman, because you know they don't think trans men exist. A trans woman, which they in their mind they just think of like a drag queen, right? They don't understand. It right. just came in and was where was taking advantage of your daughter. And I'm like, what bathrooms do you go into, man? And they don't understand. Like, women's bathrooms all have stalls. Yeah. Which the average dude doesn't really understand. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's it's really, um, I don't know. It's it's, it's a really brain for their place for their their brains to go. And, like, I mean, I kind of feel like it's their own sort of self-obsession with these sorts of things that they're exporting on to everyone. Oh, yeah. There's, there's, I mean, I don't usually get into the Freudian kind of arguments on this kind of stuff, but that's what it totally feels like. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that is definitely, um, that's definitely a lot of it, especially the far right ones. And Mm -hmm. a lot of it's fear. Yeah. It my one of my predecessors... Yeah, one of my predecessors, I, like, had lunch or something with him, like, soon after I got elected. And we were just talking about different stuff. And this is also when I thought I knew everything, except I only knew national politics. And I'm like, what? I think I might have said, I'm like, what's going on? Like, what are they afraid of? And he said everything. Literally everything. They're Mm -hmm. they're afraid of everything. And so want to go after stuff. And that's when he told me that, um, so you can't bring a gun into the Capitol, thank God. But members can. and he's like you know what it's like arguing with someone and you know like they're like packing and i'm like no why did you tell me that like (laughs) i don't need to know that and i just never wanted to find out there was one that i knew and the rest of them like i don't want to know i just really don't want to know oh my god (laughs) on the other hand where there was like the crazy um i wouldn't even call them anti-abortion protesters they're the ones that were trying to compare abortion to like slavery or something oh my gosh that is so wild you you didn't know that oh my god it was last year they came and it's these guys look like the um handmaid's tail like very like trim and put together but with like longer beards but that are like trimmed a certain way it's really weird and they're like they don't look but they're not like the crazies you expect and i'm like (laughs) okay i'm so glad you can't bring guns in here yeah Um, 
long as anyway. they don't get elected to uh, elected to the legislature, they can't bring a gun. But as soon as they yeah. do, yeah. yikes! I don't know how we got on that tangent, but yeah, apparently there's legislation. That is one of the. That is one of those sort of like for me, but not for Z sort of Z uh, for the sort of things that constantly yeah. comes up with the with the. Um, um, I do want to talk a little bit about. There were some. Um, um, there was some. I guess. I don't know how to describe it. Uh, a bit of a kerfuffle um, when uh, the governor in this election decided, and we can talk a little bit about the Louisiana Democratic Party and all the real fun stuff that goes on there. Um, but but the governor endorsed your opponent mm-hmm. uh, in this in this election. When I mean, you yourself have had many. You've worked with the governor. You've had many dealings with him in terms of bills that he's he's signed and 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 things like that. Um, what do you think went behind something like that when it comes to the, to, to the, you know, an outgoing governor, uh, deciding like, Hey, let's endorse this person who's literally just propped up by the democratic party, you know, that we can, you know, get to talk about in a minute. Um, but like, but also, you know, you're a Democrat in a Republican state. We're not. I read somewhere that we're not really running enough. Even the Democrats are not really running enough um, candidates in enough districts to even potentially even fend off yeah, supermajority. They left them open, but yeah. they're they're pouring money into this race to uh, like for a Democrat attacking another one. Like, what's going on here? What what's all this about? Um. So. I have my perspective as the person in the center of it. There's kind of our lefty liberal perspective. I know the the New Orleans political world. So the New Orleans political world is different than the Baton Rouge political world. There's there's connections that overlap a little bit, but they're kind of different worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, some of it, a lot of it stems to like I ran first time candidate, aggravated post Trump that. Like I said, I'm going to run as me and run as the candidate in the elected I want to be. And if voters don't want it, then that's fine. That's cool. Like, I'm going to go back to my life. And I wanted, so I was always aggravated. I'm like, why don't Democrats, especially from cities, like, why can't they just be Democrats? Like, why can't they be kind of shy of it? And some of that has changed. And that's not to say, like, my predecessor, Amy's, others, like, they were awesome up there. They were very good in leaders. But, like, in the post-Trump world, I'm like, push abortion, push some of these social issues, you know, push marijuana. I, this is funny sidebar in 19, I knew my district was super liberal, but we didn't like really know how much. So we pulled issues and it was like 90% pro choice and 90% pro gun safety, 90% pro legalization, like extreme. Anyway, I was kind of aggravated with that. And so I won and I've been able to keep that with a lot of bumps Mm-hmm. a lot of bumps because I had to prove myself up there first mm-hmm. and I've been able to keep it and some of it with the Democrats is like rubbing people the wrong way because they don't want to have to work you know mm-hmm. and they don't want to have to do stuff mm-hmm. um, with the governor with abortion stuff I just kept pushing back also mm-hmm. nobody pushes back on the governor publicly literally oh gosh no it's it's really yeah. a little bit like considering that the how uh, specifically his stance on abortion how like i mean again for for 
you know how anti-choice he is which is it, it, he's extremely anti-choice um mm-hmm. you know the fact that nobody says boo about it on the on the democrat side is is genuinely shocking if there's if they're supposed to be the sort of sort of like only thing that's even a response to defending you know women and people who have children's health yeah they're it was terrible they wouldn't say anything and some of that is like there is a divide in the Democratic Party in the state. Like everyone's on the same page with wages and health care and like economic things, schools for the most part. Well, some of the New Orleans ones are complete charter, but that's a whole other oh, yeah. conversation deep, deep we can have. Louisiana. Oh, they're um the charter packs are gonna be attacking me soon. I I, I heard. Right. Um the problem with them is they don't attack on schools, which I wouldn't give a shit. They attack on like the person right um, it's all they're e- they're e- they're evil and horrible anyway um <laughs> yeah no democrats would push back because like in, within the party so saying on economic issues people get along on almost everything and agree but then it becomes social issues because north louisiana is more conservative um different parts of the state that might be like okay with exceptions not with other stuff like it just it just is different mm-hmm. and we understand that and also get frustrated. So I'm like, mm-hmm. if y'all aren't going to say something or take a vote sometimes, like who will? Mm-hmm. And so I've been able to keep that because I'm really lucky. I represent a district like this. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm super fortunate. And mm-hmm. then um, I've been pulling Amy in with me because she kind of was watching and she's like, well, not only is Manny getting away with this, but like, people like it and our voters are kind of similar. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been able to keep some You're of that. You're encouraged amongst your peers. That's good. Yeah, but Raffle Feathers and uh, abortion was a main reason I ran because I used to represent a clinic and it was something that was like very, very important to me when because I moved home from D.C. and I was like, what the hell is going on here? And <laughs> um, he just was bullshit sometimes. Like he signed the last trigger ban he didn't have to sign it, by the way. He could have just left it and would have became law. And then he issued this whole statement that was, like, full of nonsense. Like, not mm-hmm. true. And I pushed back on that. When he caught pandemic unemployment a month early, I, like, lost my mind. Pushed back on that. Joined the lawsuit. Like, it was horrible. And no one ever would say anything. And I was like, well, I can say it. I'm fortunate. Well, mm-hmm. of course, he doesn't like mouthy little ladies. Um <laughs> But that's kind of nonsense, too. And, like, the most powerful man in the state is, like, trying to, like, bludgeon a state house rep. Like, mm-hmm. seriously. This is, like, again, we're in, like, I, I, I don't, I, I kind of have to, like, really drive this home for people. Like, we're in the midst right now. Um, it will have already kicked off by now, um, by the time this airs. But, like, there's a national government shutdown. A lot of, mm-hmm. like would be flowing to states is not going to be going that way very 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 soon we're looking at the um prospect of super majorities in both chambers of the u.s legislature i mean the um the uh louisiana legislature and jeff landry coming in as governor and like the priorities of the louisiana democratic party and the governor himself is oh we need to make sure that we uh get mandy landry out uh in district 91 (laughs) seriously it's that nut. So part of it, I think, I think, I don't think this would have been the governor's idea because he doesn't care. He didn't care enough to help with legislative seats the two times he ran and this time. He like, he could have helped us have more 
space in the legislature if he had helped. So then part of it was his consultants um, who were getting their last grasp on power with Sean Wilson. And a bunch of them don't like me because I say stuff about him and push back. And I definitely say a lot about the party. And then um, what happened with this girl, I think, is she and the fiance, they're young. They wanted to run. He has a bunch of money. And so I think at first the like machine, the machine has almost everything in town. Machine people just saw them as like marks, like easy oh, money. Money we can make. It's some jobs that we can have. For yeah. Mm-hmm. And then oh, we keep them around. There'll be more money, and like they mm-hmm. loan themselves money, and it was grew and grew. And then after a while, mm-hmm. I think they were like, wait a minute, we can get rid of Mandy's pain in the butt, so we can get rid of her <laughs> too. She knows too much about us, and like says stuff and and you won't join the club and some of it Jeff you know is like symbolic with me and Devante it's we didn't go ask them for permission mm-hmm. we ran and won well, and they yeah. don't want people to know that mm-hmm. they don't want people to know that you can run and win a seat they want everyone to go through them mm-hmm. and kind of now, owe them I, I do and I think you're right about that. Now I do think that there is some possibility for a lot of that um a lot of that sort of like party infrastructure of the you know the official channels to at least be if not like taken over to at least be messed up like messed over and messed around if people decide like hey you know i don't know anything about what's going on anywhere but i could run for a a state a a state central committee seat or a local executive committee seat i mean i served on both of those um both of those committees uh before i left before i moved to virginia and i mean again especially on the, the the local side i mean there's some people who just want good things to happen it feels like but when somebody wearing a suit from a consulting firm or somebody who's a staffer for uh the governor or for one of uh or, or for a legislator or whatever uh comes in and they start talking they just kind of shut up you know and that's mm-hmm. got to stop you need to start pushing back on those people there needs to be more mouthy people and like people like Devante too and me that that will push back because mm-hmm. I I talk about this sometimes like there are those people the machine people are like the loudest person isn't the most effective and she doesn't get anything done well I like often tell people I'm like I have two jobs up there one is to pass stuff and one is to start educating and start pushing the envelope like. I found the conversion therapy prohibition. I knew that wasn't going to get through. But guess what? We had like we had two committee hearings on it and we had all the doctors prepared and the psychologists and the family stories and the student stories and the health and welfare committee was like very interested and into it and learning about it and they didn't that was a lot of their first explanation or first approach to younger kids who are LGBT. And so I do stuff like that, that I know is not going to pass. And my colleagues let me do it because they know that I tell the advocates, I'm like, you got three minutes, you got to be polite. Everyone needs to be lined up. You know, if you're going to say something, the same thing as the person before, don't come up. And so they know that that's what they're going to get from me. And then when I have other stuff, they help me pass it. That is is stuff people can agree on. Mm. So you force 
you to force the issue or at least bring it into um, some kind of you can actually like introduce it in a way and then potentially build some momentum on that uh, down the line. Yes. Well, the gun stuff, I filed a gun bill, maybe not my first year, a gun bill every year. And one was background checks. One was, uh, oh, to let Orleans Parish put stricter ones. And I was still a little naive at the beginning. I'm like, this just makes sense. And they're like, no, um, <laughs> crash and burn. And then I wanted to do something again this year. I really want to hold people liable who leave their gun in their mm -hmm. car. Cause like, you know, they're going to steal it. Um, mm -hmm. But I came across the tax credit cause Virginia did it. Virginia hey. did it early this year. And mm -hmm. I got to that because I'm interested in gun stuff and I didn't just give up because it wasn't going to happen. Like, you know, you're not going to pass it. So I didn't just say I'm not going to do it. And I like read up on my own and did research on my own. Like, I don't get paid for any of that, but I was interested. And then, I, I mean, it took me a long time to find that for some reason. I just kept missing it because I was doing liability. And I'm like, this actually might work. Mm -hmm. And if you're not going to get it, like sex work, decrim, that's like people are stupid. That's like 20 years away, which is absurd. Mm -hmm maybe 10, but like we were the first legislature who did it and they thought I was crazy and we did it and we did it well. And like, it's been talked about around the country and that's been getting way more momentum. I don't mean just because of our bill, but like it's been getting momentum for a lot of reasons. And we show that you can start a conversation and we were very respectful and my colleagues learned a lot. Mm. They really did. They still talk about it. Mm. And they thought I was crazy, but they also know that I, I don't like I'm stubborn and I don't back down and, yeah. and they know I'm prepared and that's yeah. the difference. You can't just be like a jerk, like an a-hole. You have to like know what you're talking about. And there's a lot of respect for preparation, I guess I should say. Yeah. Crazy like a fox, right? Uh, yeah. You are, listening, you are listening to WHIV LP New Orleans 102.3. We have Mandy Landry on the show. She is uh, the incumbent and also seeking re-election in District 91 of Louisiana, which is uh, a lot of uptown area. Um, and, yeah, we're just having a nice little conversation about what she had done. Uh, in office uh, leading up to now and a little bit of a sort of broader question in terms of um, or a lot of broader discussion, I suppose, uh, on some of the things that happen, you know, within the Louisiana politics and Louisiana Democratic Party specifically. Um, so, I, I mean, again, I'm going to uh, kind of push on a little bit of the, the the state party stuff. I mean, I was around last time uh, when the sort of like internal sort of chair elections that happened and it was kind of wild that you know um there was i think originally it was ted james was running for the chair against mm -hmm. Andy, the current chair and then all of a sudden like out of the blue he just resigns like two weeks before the election and then uh linda uh who we should probably get on the show at some point um she's awesome uh, decided that she was going to step up and you know essentially put on at least a little bit of a challenge but like where did this tour de force named Katie Bernhard, who nobody's ever heard of other, other than the fact that she's like rich oil money from Lafayette, like what, what and just ends up being able to take over Louisiana Democratic Party? Like what's going on here? You know, you know, I 
didn't know any of this. Like, okay, again, I thought I was an educated voter, and I didn't know about optic. Or this is some like backdoor, like, like smoking room politics, right? Yeah. So that starts happening, and like I said, I didn't know any about this stuff, and I was just kind of hearing it. And from what I understand, then and now, there was this whole group of people, mostly white people, but not entirely, that like hated Karen by the end. Karen Carr Peterson, who's the former yeah. um, yeah, chair, just, well, just for, pe for people listening, yeah, former chair, he's somebody, former. He's somebody who has a, not an insignificant number of flaws as a legislator, and yes. unfortunately, she had some some um, some flaws as a as a person in terms of her own. Um, yes, you know, like 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 you know the gambling industries. I mean, she did, um, and Karen is one of those people. She got started in politics so early. A lot of the ones who get started too early go in off the game filter. Forever. Um, but she was smart. You want to talk about crazy like a fox, like smart. And she raised a lot of money and she would always get, she got like, I don't want to use the word bully because she was strong, but the stuff she had to put up with, like forever, John Bell's people and other people would talk about how in early 2015, she like didn't want him to run. Well, cause he was like a state house rep, but people, they conveniently vowed like Mary Lee Andrew and I think Cedric and other people were in the room too so it just became like this urban myth but anyway she yeah she raised a lot of money for him and it worked out and but people hated her and i think part of the problem was she was also elected so it's kind of hard to do both of those things mm -hmm. so they're like we want someone who's not elected and there's been this thing in the state democratic party to be like more moderate more conservative vote uh elected so we're like okay we might as well become republican and so she was seen as someone who would be like that and raise a bunch of money and before she when she was running she said she had five hundred thousand dollars of like commitments or whatever mm. and like none of that came up that was my first like suspicions that she was some nonsense like mm. none of that appeared and none of the money that people thought she could raise ever appeared mm. she never she didn't recruit candidates she didn't recruit nothing like yeah. nothing Thing. She's not doing a great Maybe. job as chair of the party. Let's not, we're not no. making it. No, she raise money. She takes pictures of herself and takes videos. She uh, planned to, she was trying to plan to run for governor. And when I say she's corrupt, it's because she was meeting with potential gubernatorial candidates while mm -hmm. she was planning her own little run. And that is using insider confidential information to your own benefit. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's wrong. And anyway, she's done all kind of stuff. But yeah, the idea was to have like new face and moderate and raise money, mm -hmm. and none of it happened. Mm -hmm. None yeah. of it oh, happened. My I mean, it's, it, again, like we mentioned, the the, the what four years since since uh, Katie has taken over in the party, and uh, it, it really. I mean, we just mentioned we're looking at the prospect of a Jeff Landry, Louisiana with supermajority right. in both chambers of the, of the legislature, which is, uh, I mean, if that's not a, if that, if that's not a, a failure as a, as of leadership, I don't know what is. Complete. Cause she didn't even try. Like it's one thing if you can't make it work um, mm -hmm. and you try, cause you know what? Like you can't always, other people might run or like, it's a hard area. A lot of these areas are hard and, some candidates can't raise a lot of money. Like it's just some are different than others, but they didn't even try to go recruit candidates. And it's not just legislature. Like there's an article that just came out. I'll send you that reporter 
interviewed all of us and said, Republicans have done this right for like a couple decades. They build a farm team. They'd mm-hmm. go help someone win a school board seat in the middle of nowhere. And, you know, that's like $3,000 or something. And then you go to the parish council or the state legislature. In some of these areas, you can get a seat for like 30000 It's insane because mm-hmm. they're outside. And then that person, you know, is parish president. And then they're like in Congress, like Jeff Landry was there once. And then they're on their way to like governor. Like it, you can really, and then if they don't get all the way there, you still have like 50 state legislators who are now known and have some money because you spent a little bit of money on their town hall or something. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Just simple we develop. didn't do any of that. Yeah, you go to JV. We don't do any of that. Like, Katie could have done that. Like, it's very easy to go find people in these small little places. And, like, nothing was done. And I have to admit, like, the House Caucus and Senate Caucus, we could have done done more work mm-hmm. in our respective areas. Um, but we didn't. Because that has to be done either early the year of the election or the year before. Mm-hmm. And that's her job. And all she does seems is go take pictures of places. <laughs> and do videos and mess around in races like mine with personal vendettas. She also recruited um, someone to run against her former former vice chair who quit spectacularly in a a guy who's uh, playing uh, politics are opposite mine and was like, I don't want to be part of this anymore. Travis Johnson. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And he was basically like, I don't want to be part of this anymore, especially if like something bad happens, <laughs> like get me out of here. And I was like, wow, that's, that's pretty honest, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a mess. And, uh, really looking at, uh, looking at it, it doesn't, well, I mean, again, there is the opportunity for, for people to, you know, potentially do better. Um, but you know, I, I'll have to see it before I can start to believe it, unfortunately, uh, at this point. Um, I do want to talk. We have a little good bit. people, though. Oh yeah, we have no, the people. We have the talent, but yeah. I mean, like I said, I was on. I was on the inside. I was up. up you know, yeah. I was on both committees, and I, I got very sort of discouraged with a lot. The way a lot of those things went on because it was not really run in a way where, um, <laughs> it was not really run in a way where um the people who were not um like in the club like you had mentioned earlier like their voice mattered at all like it was just like we make this decision in executive session or whatever executive committee and that's what's going to happen and all the members y'all get in line or we're gonna just like you know do every parliamentary trick in the book to make you shut up (laughs) it's but like fake like there's still people okay so like I'm a longtime lawyer, and until Trump, I was like, you know, there are laws, there are rules. And then yeah. Trump came, and I'm like, wait a minute, like, yeah, there might not, not be laws. <laughs> yeah. And then we got to politics, and it's kind of, like, very fluid. Mm-hmm. And on the floor, like, we have rules in the legislature, but you can go around them relatively easy. But there are rules. So then the state party, like some of these people would come to me and they're like, how could you do this? This says this, this says that. And I finally just had to tell them like why she can do this is because there's ultimately no one who's going to stop her. Like the DNC won't get involved until stuff is really bad. Like Karen. The DNC loved Katie. Right? The DNC loved Katie. 
I don't know. I don't know about the relationship with them, but it's it's from what I understand, it takes so much for the DNC to get involved in a state party, you know, mm -hmm. mess. I so mean, the only I tell the like, people. I'm sorry. What's that? I said the only thing, example I can think of, at least in recent history, of the DNC getting involved in a state party was in uh, Nevada when like literally a like dsa contingent and a series of allies uh, had democratically taken over the um state committee and the local committee in, in las vegas and um the dnc basically just made it so that we can they can like shift around funds and bankrupt the party and that's what they did yep um yeah, but that's just the point. I'm like, there's nothing she can do all this because she knows ultimately no one can stop it. And like when they were running the mail for Royce this year, last year, there's no one who could stop it. And some of the, some of the older Democrats I'm close to, like, they kind of tried and mm -hmm. even they were like, there's nothing we could do about it. And then, so for this year, a few weeks ago, I was talking to a senior elected dentist. I say senior, the ones who've been around a while. Um, mm. He was, you know, helped me a little bit and liked me. And he's like, well, no, she's not going to be able to do that this year. I'm like, are you going to monitor the checkbook and like the bank account? Like, it's like her and an accountant and a few people who control that. I'm like, how are you going to stop her? Like, he was basically like, no, like we put our foot down. That's not going to happen. You know, I'm going to talk to her. People are going to talk to her. They might have. I said, but ultimately you can't stop her from doing it because mm. you don't control like the money and people don't quite realize that, I think. Yeah. And, and, and again, there's a, there's essentially like, again, you mentioned that there's ways around um, some of the sort of procedural rules and things that they, that they do to kind of maintain it. And there's yeah. this sort of, sense amongst i mean again i was in this there's a sort of sense amongst people that like hey you know we don't want to cause a fuss about it you know or whatever we don't they're doing this and it's going to really look bad on them and people are going to know and care about it or something which is just never the case you need to you need to actually come out there with your claws out and your fists up you know yeah because they don't care there's no shame and like you said the procedural stuff because it's they kind of like, they actually do. I'm surprised they kind of like fake make motions and change the rules and stuff. Cause it doesn't matter. I'm like, I'm surprised they even did that. Cause who mm -hmm. cares? What is anyone going to do? And people are like, that's not the procedure. We've always done it like this. I'm like, because like Karen and Stephen Hanwork were like professional it's people. Yeah. They were totally professional people, not these people. I remember when he, first was getting involved in 19, you know, the party, you can buy a vote builder from them, which is your voting database, which it's a great program and no one in New Orleans uses because everything here is 30 years behind. But anyway, <laughs> um, I was buying it and, you know, people can, like the top party people can log in because, you know, there's problems with it. They're administrators, like it can happen. And I was like freaking out. I'm like, oh my gosh, someone's going to look in and give my opponents like all my information and I talked to him work for a long time and he was like, no, he's like, not only would that violate the contract, but like, that did not happen. We do not pick sides and open races like on and on. And guess what? It's happening totally in the state party now because no one, like no one can stop it. No one can care because they don't mm -hmm. have any ethics. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, they can do whatever they want when if there's no. It's like who's gonna stop me? Well, no one. Yeah, I did so. want to um, ask you. I mean, we're right in the midst. I mean, we mentioned all of the things that are happening, not just. Um, nationally but like locally as well and like one of the trends that i've noticed um probably more recently than ever it's 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 happened specifically with people like aoc rashida talib and um and uh ilhan omar specifically a couple and, and even recently joe biden i mean um sh- uh, elected officials showing up in support of uh, of workers who are actually out on strike, um, picket lines. I mean, I remember in the middle of COVID, um, a- AOC um, was out like at a Teamsters picket line, handing out food to people. And and there's a you know famous picture of Ilan Omar sitting in a Teamsters truck, and they were all at um, at picket lines for the uh, recent UN. What I what I mean to ask here. Is do you see the role of elected officials sort of changing uh, to be be people that sort of more directly um, support or engage their communities uh, and and with their constituencies in that way, or is that something that's just kind of a fad in the moment, or something else? It's harder. It's harder for me now to look at national stuff now that I'm elected, like and sort of mm-hmm. compare it because I don't know as much what's going on because I'm not paying attention and like what's working or expected to a mm-hmm. point in New York or DC mm-hmm. is not the same here because those are places that like I feel like suddenly if everyone's showing up, then the people who don't show up are getting crap. <laughs> so I don't think that stuff's expected wouldn't be expected down here. However, I think people, I wouldn't say expect, but a little bit expect me to do, like me to do a lot more of that stuff. And mm-hmm. I think the more stuff like that happens, the more some of the delegation, people are going to notice, be like, well, she never came or he never came. I never see him. As, I, it, I get that from some people. Like I never see my rock and they go with this. Mm-hmm. I never see him anywhere. Um, so hopefully it'll get more notice and they'll get more pressure for from people down here to be involved because it's the same thing with canvassing like i said like how do you know what anyone needs or what's going on mm-hmm. yeah and i mean yeah and, and so i mean you've been supported by i guess what kind of groups are supporting you um in this election uh i know that uh you've long been a, a labor-backed candidate um, what kinds of what kinds of people and what kinds of organized groups are supporting you? All the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> all the a bit more specific. All the well, you look at like hers and mine. I'm gonna do a like boot camp on this campaign later on to show everything you should do in a campaign, everything you shouldn't do, and the endorsements kind of shake out like that too. Because mm-hmm. um, the ones I have are ones that are like almost long term respected and most of them give money make phone calls boots on the ground or some combination so they're like they don't just give like hers are like a graphic yeah who cares like who cares you can put it on mail but like i could just make up and put anything on my mail what are they going to do about it i could put the same endorsements as her you want to talk about no consequences i could put all the same endorsements as her on my mail and what is anyone going to do stop it 
nothing. Mm-hmm. And I probably shouldn't say that on the radio, but you can do all this stuff and nobody will know, but I have principles and a bar license that I care about. Um, you'll notice your lawyer candidates are way more careful because we can get in trouble with the bar for, you know, lying yeah. and fraud and stuff. Um, labor. Um, my dad was a plumber in local 60 and, you know, they've been with me since day one. I mean, I called them right when I decided to run and they, they give money because people like me don't accept like oil and gas and charter school and stuff. Yeah. That's easy money. Um, labor and vote mm-hmm. voice of the experience. I love those guys. They've been playing in politics um, mm-hmm. for people listening. It's, an organization that works mainly for the incarcerated and formerly incarcerated and a lot of their members, they're great, great work. We're formerly incarcerated. So some of the stuff is like helping people get their voting rights back, but like they've been doing a lot at the Capitol on, I mean, it's criminal justice reform, but not as much as like reducing sentences as like, I've been working with them on healthcare for people who are in prison. And uh, I've worked on women's healthcare and women's issues. And so they do a lot and they started, some in politics because they're like wait a minute we need better people that can work mm-hmm. with us up there and they do boots on the ground um they've done mail pieces now that they've been raising money and they're respected and then alliance for good government um they they'll wave signs they're older but they are well known they've been around a long time and they're one of those groups that is not at all corrupted at least not yet like they vote <laughs> how they want to vote and they vote for general, almost always the candidate with the most capabilities, I guess I'll say, mm. um, who got forum for equality, which, you know, they're nice, the, nice, the, um, queer rights group. They don't really, mm. I don't know, maybe they'll get money. Um, both teachers unions, LFT and LAE and, I got the LA stuff. They'll give a little money, but they also like push us all on social media and that kind of stuff, which is like super helpful. Yeah. Um, we used to go out and, and knock doors too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think labor is actually, I think two different groups might be knocking for me, which is interesting. Right. Um, I don't know. Some other ones I forget, like a few ones that are like, no, Oh, every town. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause like, like on stuff that I get that. So like, good ones. And then there's like these other groups that all, everything's fixed in advance and it's just a graphic on your piece of mail. They don't do anything for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing at all. So yeah, I got a lot of good groups. Help. The DSA is helping. I joined them. Um, Ms. Devante joined and I was like, I can join. I can do that. Like if I can't do mm-hmm. that, no one will. And so they've been helping. They're going to do phones and stuff. So yeah, a bunch yeah. of good groups. I saw a fundraiser uh, about DSA. I was like, yeah, I was a member. I'm still a member of that of that mm-hmm. group as well. Um, yeah, they're they're so like earnest and conscientious, you know. Yeah, I love them. I love them. They're so sweet. <laughs> yeah, it's been um, it's it's been really interesting watching this whole thing kind of kind of ramp up and uh, really kind of come to a head. Um, and I guess. Uh, in the last 10 minutes here, uh, we can maybe just talk about what do you sort of see in terms of like, just not, not necessarily beyond this election, but like, what is the future of Louisiana and like, you know, 
what is there to have hope about, I guess, is the question. Because <laughs> it doesn't always feel like there's a lot to have hope about. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get that a lot. Um, uh, sorry to ask you I, the most, no, the most no. question. <laughs> well, the thing is, I always have answers. And I tell you what I think. And mm-hmm. if y'all, if people here see me on the news a lot, which people get jealous of and don't like, I'm like, it's because I talk. I talk yeah. to the media. I don't give them talking points. And a lot of politicians I see more than ever now that I'm on this side just give, give what they were told to say. Yeah, just open the can um, with the words. Yeah, so I'm not going to give this like, oh, we're working on this and blah, blah, blah. No. So I think the best couple of things. The best thing that can happen with Jeff as our probable governor is number one, Republicans are going to have, like, everything. So who are they going to blame anything on? And so they're kind of going to start, like, I think they're going to start, like, infighting and kind of fracturing a little. Because the Senate and House are two different things. And, like, they're not going to be told what to do all the time. They just aren't. So I think there's going to be some, like, fracturing and moving around. And an old-timer told me, he's like, Mandy... A Democrat, especially a white Democrat in a heavily controlled Republican legislature, he's like, you're a free agent now. I'm like, wow. <laughs> and they just, that's what they are saying. He's like, because he's like, they're going to, when they fracture, they're going to need to pick up votes. Mm-hmm. Um, like right now they have, you know, they're 70 or 71. Well, if they're going to have 75 to 80, suddenly there's going to be 45 and 35 and stuff like yeah. that. So. There's that. Um, I also think Jeff is, I don't think he believes most of the stuff he does, which I think can be good because if people are not buying it as much anymore, he can move. Like the MAGAs are like 20% or something, right? They're, they'll get him into a runoff, but they're not the majority. So I think he'll start shifting and but my big hope for the state is we have always had a little populist streak there, and sometimes we don't go along. Like we still don't have concealed carry. There's still like a few little things that are you know we have the Democratic governor. There's still a few weird things down here. We have New Orleans, um, so I think we're we're not quite Mississippi, Alabama, you know Arkansas. Like we have a little bit of something weird in us and. It's the state as a whole, and New Orleans has been here before there was country, and I don't know. I just think we have a little different spark that could get us on a better track faster than other places. I don't know. Also, our disappearing coastline, like, it's one of those things, it's like, things are getting bad here first that we're going to have to figure it out. We just have to if we want to live here. There's, there's not going to be a choice, essentially. Okay, <laughs> and you, like, right now, hear about this? Uh, right now, what? I, I was going to say, even as we speak, there's just like this incursion of salt water coming up. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I'm like, now there's a salt water problem, which mm-hmm. no one knew about. I've never it's even heard. A salt water sounds like it would be something delicious, but it's not. It's bad, actually. <laughs> Well, it just sounds kind of random. I'm like, okay, yeah, there's salt water and fresh water. What are we talking about? <laughs> and they kept that quiet. Yeah. No one heard about it until one day the mayor's like, press, oh, press yeah, we have salt water. water. <laughs> like, what? 
<laughs> Wait, what are we talking about here? Um, yeah, there's climate change and so much of that. And she did it in the, the way that only the only Latoya can yeah. can do it. <laughs> Just the most absurd. What a character! You know. <laughs> she's she's doing whatever she wants now. I gotta give that lady credit. But you know what? <laughs> she steps in it all the time. But she, like, I've worked with her team more than any of the delegation in Baton Rouge. And, like, she knows what she's doing, you know, in terms of, like, that kind of stuff. But, Mm -hmm. man, the media goes after her. But, yeah, we have a saltwater problem. Uh, I I don't, I don't, I can't even think about it. But I just tell my mom and my sister, my nephew's little, I'm like, y'all are going to have to leave. Like, yeah. so I'm going to have to stay for a while to deal with. I'm going to be expected to say, but people are just going to have to leave. Like, they can't live here. I told my mom she still lives in Chalmette. Like, if you need to evacuate, come to Virginia, I guess. I mean, what are you going to do, you know? Yep, yep. They're on the West Bank. Um, but they're just going to have to go. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Mm-hmm. I got a reverse osmosis filter, which oh, they're boy. supposed to filter. It's supposed to be the only one that will filter out the salt. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, it sounds like something you would see in like a sci-fi, like a dystopian sci-fi movie, though. You know what I mean? Like after the nuclear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there has to be something. I think I'm gonna go. I told her to go, my mom to go to like Mississippi or somewhere and get like big gallons or jugs or something. Hmm. Everyone's buying like little water bottles at Costco. I'm like, I'm like, gonna do you're it. gonna go through these in like two and a half days. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mandy, where can we find more about the campaign or where can we find more about what the, uh, about what's going on with you? Yeah. So my official website is mandylandry.com, M-A-N-D-I-E-L-A-N-D-R-Y. And you can read some of my issues um, and that's where you can like donate or order a shirt or something. Mm-hmm. And then I'm more active on social media. It's vote Landry, L-A-N-D-R-Y. And Twitter is more interactive and news and stuff. And then my Instagram is kind of like what I've been doing, what's coming up. I don't really use Facebook. I just post there from Instagram because I hate it. <laughs> um, but those are, yeah. If you want to donate or find out more, it's the website. If you kind of just curious what's going on with me, it's the other two. And uh, pretty active. If anyone listening is down here, come give us a few hours after the governor's announcement i didn't realize how many people especially on the left are not a fan of him um Mm. but when you think about it it's people like us who are like okay he's anti-abortion he loves guns and all this stuff but the other person is david vitter yeah Yeah. so um no one benefited more from uh the people that he ran against than the governor yeah so i realized that the other night people were like are you kidding me because that is really an extremely powerful person mm-hmm. kicking like a little lady basically in local office down because she's mouthy and the stuff like we really need someone who can collaborate with others and i don't know if you saw i like posted all my photos with him on all the bills he signed because i saw that i'm the i'm the best troll you'll ever meet <laughs> um anyway yeah if you're down I'm here not, i don't I'm know i know i love subtweeting is what it is in real life <laughs> yeah um Give us a call, um, and if you're elsewhere, you can phone bank. And some people like phone banking remotely. 
Mm-hmm. Some people want to come do it. Um, the weather is not as horrible, so you can come do that. And if you have kids, um, you can go sign waving out on the neutral ground. Like, you know, I don't do it and I send my students to knock doors. But, you know, if you have little ones, um, they like it. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Any, well, any of those so things. Much. Thank you. It was fun as usual and uh, keep in touch. And if you hear of any big union stuff down here, um, if I don't hear about it from the guys, let me know.